but uh, if you follow along in one of the ESV Pew Bibles, it's on page 981. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And stand with me as we begin reading. In verse 15 today. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the nations. As you have done, it shall be done to you. Your deeds shall return on your own head. For as you have drunk on my holy mountain, so all the nations shall drink continually. They shall drink and swallow and shall be as though they had never been. But in Mount Zion there shall be those who escape, and it shall be holy, and the house of Jacob shall possess these their own possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau stubble. They shall burn them and consume them, and there shall be no survivor for the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. Let's pray together. God, as we gather to... Open Your Word. We thank You for Your truth. We thank You for Your power. God, to bless and to transform our thoughts and our hearts and our lives through Your Word. And God, I just ask You to speak today. God, that You would speak and break down lies and deception and false truths that we are so easily prone to believe. God, that You will break through hopelessness and despair. And God, that You will just truly shine and that the light and the forever hope that each one of us have in Jesus Christ would resound and would conquer today in each one of our lives. So speak through Your truth in Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And if you'd like to, you can follow along in our sermon notes. And fill in the blanks. The blanks will be highlighted. And uh, But before we get into the sermon note part today, we, uh, as we think about the book of Obadiah, as we've been working through the, uh, the Old Testament prophets, Obadiah uh, has a lot to do with the nation of Edom. And so makes it a unique that it's a prophecy of judgment against the nation of Edom, whereas generally the prophets were prophesying to the nation of Israel. And so if we kind of go back in Genesis, uh, back you find Abraham and Sarah, and after a long period of waiting, they gave birth to Isaac. And Isaac married Rebekah, and Isaac and Rebekah gave birth to Jacob and Esau. And uh, Jacob and Esau, and so Jacob became the nation of Israel... Uh, And then Esau, his descendants, became the nation of Edom. And so Israel and Edom shared that family linkage. Um, And even though they fought like family, uh, they had their difficulties over, over periods of time, they still had somewhat of a linkage together throughout history. And that stayed true until Israel was conquered by Babylon. And so when Nebuchadnezzar came and conquered Babylon and Israel was taken captive and things fell apart, Edom took advantage of Israel in that time. After their fall, 
And the Edomites came and plundered many of the Israelite cities. Uh, and while they did that, they also were abusive and, and mistreated even killing some of the Israelite refugees. And so instead of coming in to help their family in that troubling time, they took advantage of the downfall. And so God sends Obadiah to announce divine judgment against this nation. And Obadiah, as the prophet of God, reminds them who's ultimately in charge. And so where did Edom go wrong is, is some of what we want to look at today as we study this Old Testament prophecy. There's a lot that we can learn from the nation of Israel. I doubt it that you're, or for the nation of Edom, I doubt that you're an Israelite today. Uh, so you might have more in common with Edom than you think. Uh, but first of all, what did they do? They let their sinful pride and their family feuds deceive them. And so they allowed sinful pride and maybe the history of their family and, and uh, how Jacob had uh, deceived and gotten the birthright from Esau or whatever it might have been, however far back that feud had gone. Y'all probably know the story of the Hatfield and McCoys and how ridiculous humans can be about feuds where we're mad and we're upset about stuff or we hate certain people and we don't even know why we hate them anymore. We just hate them because our grandparents hated them or you know our, our people uh, just had problems with them or whatever. And so we often get deceived by that. And so the, the, the vision that Obadiah uh, shares starts off with that in verse 1. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom, we have heard a report from the Lord, and a messenger has been sent among the nations. Rise up. Let us rise up against her for battle. Behold, I will make you small among the nations. You shall be utterly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you. You who live in the clefts of the rock in your lofty dwelling, who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though you soar aloft like the eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. So God will bring them down because of their sinful pride, because they decided to, to take advantage of Israel and continue to feud with people that they should have been treating as family. God humbled this entire nation of people. And that's a great reminder for us. Proverbs 11.2, spend some time meditating on this verse. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 16.18, pride goes before a destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. In Proverbs 29.23, One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. So Edom let their sinful pride and their family feuds deceive them. And then they sought earthly treasure. They decided to plunder Israel. And instead of taking care of them, and they were willing to steal, kill, and destroy to get it. Um, it's not always wrong. Uh, the... Uh, money it is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. When you're willing to kill and steal and destroy and take advantage of people and hurt other people to get earthly treasure, 
uh, a day of reckoning is coming for you. And, uh, and that's what happened with Edom. Verse 8, Will I not on that day, declares the Lord, destroy the wise men out of Edom and understanding out of Mount Esau? And your mighty men shall be, men shall be dismayed, O Timon, so that every man from Mount Esau will be cut off by slaughter. And so a day of reckoning came upon the nation of Edom because of their sinful pride and because of their history of seeking earthly treasure over doing what was right. Jesus reminds us in Matthew six nineteen through 21 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth when moth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The nation of Edom did not treasure the Lord, did not treasure eternal things, and were destroyed because of it. And you're in that boat as well, and I'm in that boat as well, when I choose earthly treasure over godly treasure, and when I'm willing to steal, kill, and destroy to get it. And then the nation of Edom did not fear the Lord. And Obadiah prophesied that the day of the Lord was drawing near. The day of the Lord was drawing near. We read that verse in verse 15. The day of the Lord was drawing near and they didn't didn't care. They did not fear the Lord. And so the sins of Edom had found them out and the nation would reap what it had sown. He goes on in the prophecy saying, Because of the violence done to your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you, and you shall be cut off forever. Again, they were willing to steal, kill, and destroy. On the day that you stood aloof, on the day that strangers carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were like one of them. But do not gloat over the day of your brother in the day of his misfortune. Do not rejoice over the people of Judah in the day of their ruin. Do not boast in the day of distress. Do not enter the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Do not gloat over his disaster in the day of his calamity. Do not loot his wealth in the day of his calamity. Do not stand at the crossroads to cut off his fugitives. Do not lay hand over his survivors in the day of his distress. For the day of the Lord is near upon all nations. And so now he shifts from not just Edom, but every nation. As you have done, it shall be done to you. Your deeds shall return on your own head. For as you have drunk on my holy mountain, so all nations shall drink continually. They shall drink and swallow and shall be as though they had never been. But in Mount Zion there shall be those who escape, and it shall be holy. And the house of Jacob shall possess their own possessions The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau stubble. They shall burn them and consume them, and there shall be no survivor for the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. And so Edom reap what they sow, what they had sown. And we're reminded of that in Galatians 6 as believers don't be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't fool God for whatever one sows that he or she also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will 
will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Are we thinking about that today and living like the Lord is near? James tells us in 4, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will exalt you. What it boils down to is Edom had let sinful pride make a fool out of them and their whole nation. And so sinful pride is going to make a fool out of you too and it's going to make a fool out of me. And it's going to be the fuel that Satan uses for foolish feuds. And so think about that today. Learn from the nation of Edom today. That if you're letting sinful pride into your life and you're proud of what you've accomplished or what you've done instead of finding your worth and your significance and your security in Christ, that pride is going to make a fool out of you at some point, just like it did for this entire nation. And, that, and, and the enemy is going to use that pride to, make, to, to fuel feuds, just like Esau and Jacob always seem to have this feud going. There's going to be these foolish feuds in your life. You're going to be always stirring it up with people. And it happens even among the church, believe it or not, although I know you believe it. Uh, There's foolishness. There's just things that make no sense that we're fighting over and feuding over instead of trusting in God. So I want to encourage you today, if if you're part of that, if you're letting sinful pride Make a fool out of you. Humble yourself before God before it's too late. Recognize that today. God, forgive me. Whatever grudge I'm holding, deliver me from it. Whatever I'm fighting about or or feuding about, let me recognize this isn't from God. This This is Satan. And help me, God, today to humble myself before you And do it before it's too late. Time ran out for the nation of Edom. Time ran out for the nation of Israel. And time is running out for you and me. Humble yourself before God. Learn from the nation of Edom today and remember that sinful treasures will eventually make a fool out of you. You may think it's so awesome and so much fun to go chasing after sinful treasures, whatever they be. But in the end, they're going to make a fool out of you. So seek first the kingdom of God before it's too late. Seek first the kingdom of God before it's too late. There's going to come a day where it's too late. It's too late. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Sinful treasures will eventually make a fool out of you. You can imagine Edom invading Israel, invading those places, getting all that free stuff, 
you know, getting getting all that free stuff and seeing uh, seeing what happened to Israel and rejoicing in in their day of calamity and rejoicing in their day of disaster. But in the end, they're the ones that were fools for what they had done. Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Also, unrepentant sin will make a fool out of you every time. So repent. We like to hold on. We like to think, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, it's, I can't let go of it yet. Repent today. Turn away from it. That sin that you won't repent of. There's no sin that God can't cover. There's no sin that God can't deliver you from. The blood of Jesus Christ has power to overcome sin. The only way that sin has power over you is if you refuse to repent of it. And we often refuse to repent of that sin because of pride. We're too proud to think that we've got to humble ourselves and confess our sins to God. Or we're too proud to let go and to be dependent on God instead of depending on that sin. Repent. That sin will make a fool out of you one day. Probably already is making a fool out of you. You just don't see it. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Big things are at stake. And as you repent of that sin and you turn to God, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. It's not true repentance if you just go right back to it. If you just go run right back to it, a lot of times you're just saying, I'm sorry because you got caught. Or it's starting to hurt. And you're starting to pay the price for those sins. And so you just kind of say, I'm sorry. But true repentance says, God, I'm running from this. I'm running to you. I'm thinking, I'm turning my thinking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, doing everything I can in my power to get away from this sin and to stop repeating this madness. And I'm going to get whatever help I need to bear fruit that keeps with repentance. And then also distance will always, or distance from God will always make a fool out of you. Edom should have turned to the Lord, but instead they created that distance from the God of Israel. And you may be tempted to do that as well. It's weird that sin often makes us think, oh, i got to hide from God. That's what Adam and Eve did in the garden. Oh, let's, let's hide from God, but don't do that. Run to God with your sin. Confess it before Him. Turn to Him with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength. Maybe you think that distance is comfortable. Kind of like the world we live in now. Stay six feet apart from everybody. It keeps you safe. Well, don't do that with God. It will not keep you safe. It will make a fool out of you. Run to God. Draw near to God through faith. We've got to believe in Jesus Christ. Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You've got to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you will be saved. Are you able to do that? To draw near to God by faith? And you can with, with an honest and open and clear conscience say, Jesus, You are Lord. 
You're Lord of my life. You're Lord of my thoughts. You're Lord of my actions. You're the Lord of all that I am. If you can't do that today, you're in trouble. If your sinful pride won't let you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, you're in trouble. If you won't repent of your sin today, you're in trouble. Draw near to God through faith by believing in Jesus Christ, by believing He died on the cross for you. God raised Him from the dead. He is alive today and He longs to save you. Do not let your fears or your feelings or your feuds or the frauds out there or your family even or your friends or fancy things. Don't let any of that lead you into the foolish despair of godlessness. And that's what so many in our nation have fallen into. The foolish despair of godlessness. You don't need this Bible. You don't need a Savior. You're fine the way you are. And you may go on for 80 years with that mentality, but when you stand before the God that created you, you will know what a fool I was to believe the media or to believe the experts or to believe whoever it was that led you in to godlessness. Don't fall prey to foolish godlessness. In Psalm 38.5, I want to close with this verse. It's an interesting verse, caught my eye. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. Ever felt like that? Can you relate to that? My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. How true is that of us as people, even as a nation? We stink. And we fester because we're fools to let go of God. We're fools to let kick God out of schools. We're fools to believe that we can govern ourselves without the almighty truth of God's Word and without the power and strength of Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord and without the guidelines and the, and the truths of Scripture to guide our lives. And remind us who God has created us to be. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. Don't let your wounds stink and fester. Turn to Jesus today. You can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and learn of all kinds of instances where Jesus heals those who were wounded. And they stunk and they festered and yet He delivered them and healed them. Not only physically, but spiritually as well. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord? Can you honestly and openly confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord of your life? Can you truly say that? If you can't do that today, repent of your sin, draw near to God and ask Jesus Christ to become the Savior and the Lord of your life. It's that simple. Confess Him as Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. 
And He will cleanse you of all of your sin and heal those wounds and begin to give you resurrected hope. Yes, you're still going to live in a dying body in a dying world that's cursed by sin. But the difference is you now have a resurrection hope, an eternal worldview guided by the truth of the Word of God. As we close and have a time of invitation today, we just encourage you, if the Holy Spirit is convicting your heart to deal with sin, to draw near to God, or you need help to pray a prayer of salvation, I'm going to be standing down here to receive you. But let God's Spirit move in your life as we, as we sing this last song and respond. Let's stand together.